This is episode 13 of the Ask Dad Labs podcast. It was recorded on May 27th, 2021. It's simple. You ask questions and dads answer. When we need actual answers, we find the experts. Today on our panel are the two guys that you're used to hearing all the time. We have Nick from Louisville, Kentucky. He has two kids, ages 6 and 13. And we have Clay. He has three kids. One's in high school, one's in college, and one is in the Coast Guard. And I'm Ben. I'm in the Detroit River on an island called Gross Eel, Michigan, just south of Detroit. My boys are 11 and 13. Let's get to the show. Nick, I'm, I'm getting signs made. So... Uh, this I guess we'll, we'll start with an announcement because next weekend is Island Fest on my little island in the Detroit River, and I'm going to be setting up a tent. And if you come by Island Fest for the Island Fest parade, June fifth at 10 a.m., you can record your question to Ask Dad Labs. So if you're in New Zealand and you want to fly into Detroit, come <laughs> in and ask your question. In setting that up, I had to do some sign stuff, and and I was looking up different fonts, and I learned something. Do you know what font they use for the the letter noodles in alphabet soup? No. It's Times New Roman. Wow. There's there's really no better humor than font humor. <laughs> Especially talking to a graphic designer. Wow. Um, in recovery. I feel, <laughs> yeah, right? I feel somewhat infantilized <laughs> by that joke. Uh, well, I... Don't, don't. Don't I think don't, I made it worse. I yeah, just don't, it worse. don't don't pile on on that. <laughs> All right. Well, so yeah. how how is life in Austin, Texas? Uh, life in Austin, Texas is pretty good. I'll say this: my company, which has a pretty progressive kind of mindset about mental health you know, was celebrating Mental Health Awareness Month by giving everyone a mental health day off this month. And I had my mental health day today. And I'm, I feel like I really made the most of it. I crushed my mental health day. <laughs> All right. I, you know, went for a run in a neighborhood I don't usually run in. It was beautiful. I went by the a local bakery and had a fresh squeezed orange juice and some coffee cake and bought a sourdough uh, loaf to, to uh, bring home, came back, invited my wife to a lovely lunch at a, at a kind of trendy Austin outdoor cafe. And we went and, uh, and did that. And as we were coming back, my wife was like, well, you know what you really ought to do? <laughs> you ought to go get a facial. Oh boy. And for a moment, I thought things were getting kind of exciting. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> no, that was actually, she was actually inviting me to go to a spa. And she said, you know what? The local place is struggling a little bit. They don't have anybody right now. They don't have a whole lot of clients. I bet you could get in. And I was like, well, I had a glass of wine at lunch. And I was all for it. So, so I called the place up. I said, hey, I'm Clay. I want, I want to come in for a facial. Guys, women have been hiding this from us. <laughs> this is a thing that you need to do. You sit there and all they do is like rub like lotion on your face. And they, there's five different lotions and they give you a little rub on your head, a little shoulder massage. It's like an hour of, of people just like 
petting you with <laughs> stuff that smells good. And I've always felt like, oh, well, the ultimate in self-care is to go get a massage where some dude takes his thumb and sticks it into my hamstring until I want to weep. But I'm screaming in pain. Like I never understood massage and I finally quit doing it. The reason what we need to be doing guys is going to get a facial. This is, this is code for someone petting you with good smelling goop. That's all it is. So that was, that was, that was today. Although that made up slightly for how I started the week was, which was with a colonoscopy guys. <laughs> so it's basically the alpha and omega of, of <laughs> spa experiences. Someone petting your face, someone putting a garden hose up your ass. But, but here's the thing about colonoscopy. You got to do it right. You got, you have to go. It's, it's not super pleasant. Really the, the kind of, procedure itself you don't know because they knock you out it's like one cocktail two cocktail and you're out the prep is horrendous you know you you're not supposed to do anything but liquid diet for a day before they give you this kind of yucky tasting stuff that makes you pee out your butt it's you know ultimately <laughs> you have to do it you have to do it i'm 54 i've been putting it off so is this a, am, am I the whole hour? I might be the whole hour. Hey, good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not following Actually, that shit. <laughs> it, may not, it might not need to last an hour. People might, yeah. might just be dropping off right now. <laughs> so, yeah. Hit uh, my I, face. Plunge my butt. Okay, so I'll, let me say this. This is all I'll say, is that I did a popular colon cancer screening test, which is about as unpleasant as a colonoscopy in and of itself, because I was afraid of the procedure. So I said, doctor, can I please do this test instead of getting a colonoscopy? And he said, okay. And you've all seen the ads for this company. And I did the test, which is gross. And they called me up and they said, oh, we need to talk to you. And they said, your test is positive. So I tested positive and freaked out. And called yeah. my doc and they, and the, and the doctor said, okay, you've got to go in for a colonoscopy. I got the colonoscopy. Everything's fine. So the story there is you, you may actually just get the colonoscopy. I know it sounds, <laughs> Not, I know it sounds bad. Those ads are super cute. The test is actually super gross and you're better off just getting a colonoscopy and understanding what's really going on in your life. And that's the end of my PSA. Those There's doctors don't get paid enough. That's all I can say. <laughs> they may they may make a million dollars a year and they still don't get paid enough. My guy, he's the happiest dude. Like, I I don't understand. Like, my guy, my doctor, he's the happiest guy. He's so nice. And all he does is snake guys' buttholes all day long. Like they got a butthole factory. Like you go into this place, it's like a machine. You're in and out there. That guy is sticking so many tubes of so many asses. And he's just, he's happy as a clam. You walk in there, he's just like, oh. God, I love my life. I take this tube, I put it up guys' butts all day long. And I'm just the, I, I, I'm living the dream and he believes it. And I was like, okay, doc, here's mine. Have at it. I mean, <laughs> all right. All right. So Wait, Nick, what have you got? 
tip your waitresses. Don't eat the gray stuff. Um, yeah, I can't follow that. My God, dude. My kids are not in school now, so I don't have to fight with them about that shit. My doctor was very happy. I went to see my surgeon and for the last time for my shoulder, and all is good. He's super happy. I'm super happy with it. Last day of PT is tomorrow. I'm not at 100%. I still got to do shit at home. Keep it going. I'm really happy, and I'm and I'm working on it, and I'll get there. I'm probably at like 85, 90%. I'm, I'm pretty happy. Play Think Fest is coming up a couple of weeks, three weeks, I think. Can't wait for that. It's going to be a blast. And yeah, I, I, I just got a new permanent doctor, and she did mention that I need to do the colonoscopy because I, I'm at that age where I need to do that. But she did not sound that enthusiastic about it. It was, man, Clay, I, I don't. You got to go do it. You got to go do it. <laughs> I know I got to do it. it. I don't want to. The prep is, is terrible. The actual procedure is not a thing. It's it's just a, you know it's just a bit of an ordeal. Maybe I need he, to fly to Austin and see your guy because oh he's the happiest. <laughs> he's cat asshole. He's just happy. <laughs> Nothing makes him happier Ooh. than seeing the brown. He's just like hey, I'm just putting my periscope up your poop shoot and giggling <laughs> all the way to the bank. Oh my god, I I can't wait to see what Ben pulls out for the title of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) You have heard the title of this episode in the last five minutes. (laughs) So many options. I don't know though. I don't know though. Our our second segment's going to have, going to have some fun stuff. Okay. So the Um, kids are out of school. You've got, you've got the pool open or close to it. I got the pool pretty much prepped. I got to do vacuuming and, and chemicals tomorrow. And it'll be open, but it's now it's going to be 70s for a few days. And so it's going to be freaking gold. We saved a lot of tadpoles out of it. We have them in a little tadpole pond, a little bitty container outside. So we have the potential for hundreds of frogs in a few weeks. My wife is like, what are you going to do if they all survive and you have a shit ton of frogs in the yard? Dinner. I don't know. The birds eat well, I guess. I don't know. It's probably um, true. But the girl loved saving them, and she cried about some of them because today I finally said, "All right, these are the last few." And some of them would run away from the swim away from the the net, <laughs> and so I'm like, "All right, guys, you're choosing death. You're gonna die tomorrow." And so she was sad when she went to bed because there were just so many that weren't gonna make it. I was like, "Hey, they chose. We tried to save them." So she was mad at me for yeah, giving up on all, all the polywogs. So you start we, singing some of the Lion King songs at that point? We saved hundreds. I mean, literally, we saved hundreds of tadpoles. Anyway, things are good. I'm prepping for the 50th birthday party on Sunday. Hey, cat's already out of the bag, babe. Love you. I know you're listening. <laughs> happy birthday. Yes, happy this birthday, whole- Alice. This Happy won't air birthday, Alice. until after. This won't be ready until after her birthday. Anyway. Having friends come down from Indianapolis and hang out and play yard games. And... Don't be surprised when Nick jumps out of the cake. Okay, that's all. <laughs> that's all we care about. Nobody wants to see that. I've I have been outside a lot the last few days, uh, the last week, 
and I've got my base burn on my arms. My arms are going to look really good. My head's going to be all right. And everything else is fish belly white. <laughs> so nobody wants to see that. <laughs> so what do you got going on, Ben? What's going on, Ben? Oh man, it is, it is craziness here on the Island. So, so I mentioned the Island Fest that's yep. coming up next weekend. I've talked about the bridge. So we've got one bridge that connects us. It's a toll bridge. And one of the big things about Island Fest is that they have a big, a big carnival area and a ride operator brings in all their rides and, and they do Ferris wheel and they do all the spinny rides and the kitty rides and, and all that. Mm. All of those rides weigh too much and are too big to cross the toll bridge. Oh shit. And so, so the, um, the organizer of that event, a guy I did a podcast, I did an episode with just a few weeks ago, had to scramble. And so now it's going to be bounce houses. So they've got like a bounce carnival going cause they don't weigh so much. And so right. trying to do that, but yeah. there's a big parade that happens. So, so, uh, I'm setting up a tent for, for the podcasts at the end of that parade and our church, which I'm the president of is setting up a tent so that we'll be right next door to each other and we'll be at our dentist's out in front of his office passing out candy in front of the dentist office so this will be fun <laughs> so getting getting all set for that and then the week after that I'm starting a farmers market at my church when we've moved over I've I think I talked about Duncan selling bread at the farmers market in the past he's done it 4 years this will be fifth and I was hoping he wouldn't actually follow through and want to do bread again this year, but he does. <laughs> and so I'm going to help, help him get that started. And then I'm organizing, moving this from one, from another location into our, into our church parking lot. And so all that, and we're bringing on a couple new people to be, um, some seminarians are going to take over our role as pastor at church. And so I'm trying to bring them in and, and there's a whole bunch of kerfluffle related to that, that, that I'm dealing with. And it is, it is, uh, I'm talking about church, so I can't use the word I want to use, which is shit show, but <laughs> there it is. Um, I mean, well, you know, that church, seems to be the theme. That's the theme of our episode. Lightning. This, this is our shit show episode. So yeah, apparently we started off, we started off. <laughs> yeah. just right. We didn't start out anything. That was all Clay. That, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well done, Clay. Working blue. Working blue. <laughs> After out. Well, our second our second segment is a rapid fire round. So I I asked on Facebook uh, questions for for dads, and we're just gonna hit some real quick. Some of these were supposed to be rapid fire, but but they've got some some long questions. So we'll, we'll probably save some of these for other episodes, but. Let's go with, uh, from Jennifer, what fictional dad do you most identify with? Fictional dad that I identify with. I'm, I'm you know, really one of the things is, is there, there haven't been a whole ton of like really great yeah. dads, you know, over the, over the years in terms of like popular culture. So I'm trying to think, I mean, you know, you might have to go with To Kill a Mockingbird um Ooh. Atticus Finch that's a pretty fantastic dad role model I don't know Nick what do you think I I you know this is not a rapid fire question I have 
I had to think about that. I don't really know. I mean, I saw, I, I had the opportunity to watch To Kill a Mockingbird on Broadway before the, before the uh, pandemic hit. And, uh, and so that's definitely for me, Atticus Finch, you know, someone who's trying to stand up, say the right thing, teach the kids, you know, have some courage when there's a lot of folks around you. You know, that's a, that's a, I think that's a, that's a pretty easy American model. But I think for a lot of us that are kind of, of a progressive mindset, that's, he's like the Uber dad, right? <laughs> he's like the model of pop, I, you know, pop literature yeah. dad archetype. You know, I'm, I am sure that there are Homer Simpson. <laughs> I do not have my shit together. I like no. that, there Absolutely. is so many times I do not know what's going on and I totally got the hair going, but no, I, that's an Aren't Homer Simpson and Atticus Finch kind of the yin and yang of American <laughs> fatherhood. I like it. So the one that's, that's coming up in my mind right now is, is actually Jed Bartlett. Ah, oh, yes, right? that is From, a great one. Yeah. Because the, the way that, the way that character is in the West wing is so much like America's dad. Right. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, yeah, he and and the way he he interacted with his children and with his wife. Yeah, we quote the West Wing weekly. Something from the West Wing every week. And how long has that show been off the air? I mean, that we yes, Jed Bartlett is an. Excellent. Now to be fair, no show is off the air anymore. Friends not just proved make, that. Not oh, making new episodes. All right. So you far, know. actually, didn't they? Didn't they, they, they came no, together they, for a they no. they it, theirs was a little weird. It was it was um a PSA. It was basically a reading, a live reading of a script. And I That's think right. it may have even been a previous script from a show. I don't I didn't see it. Um, All right. But I it, it it wasn't really a new episode and it wasn't a whole episode. It was a, a reading, a table reading, basically. From what I remember seeing written about it, it was almost like a play table reading like you know it wasn't everybody sitting around doing a table reading it was these characters come in do a table reading you know do their part and the next you know scene changes and next people come in so again i didn't see it i should i i need to go i need to find it seek it out and and see it but no that jed bartlett is is an excellent dad i agree wholeheartedly (laughs) all right from ray Take it easy or to the limit? To the limit. I say that, and what am I doing? I'm taking it easy. <laughs> Take it easy. We're old. <laughs> Not one more time. <laughs> All right. And which one is your favorite kid and why? Are you kidding I, me? Are you no, kidding I, me? I will, I will answer this. I didn't ask the question. That comes from Kate. I'll answer this question. And it's not a favorite kid favorite person but the boy my first made me a father and that transformation from single dude to married dude to to husband to dad was so astronomical that he did that he made me a father and the girl made me a dad of a girl Oh my God. But he got that transformation 
for me. He, he created that. And so that he will always be the one that made me a dad. Some of the things that the girl, you know, because she's a girl is just, you know, so different. But the first time she walked, I have experienced the first time a child walked already. And it takes nothing away from her. It really doesn't. It doesn't take any love for her away. But I was prepared for a lot of the things that came along with the second child. I was so unprepared for everything, no matter how many DVDs I watched (laughs) or how many forums I participated in on Dad Labs. The boy made me a dad. That transformation. And I think your first is just, it's always going to be that. And people who say, oh, no, no, are lying. (laughs) And they say they don't have a favorite kid. But in general, (laughs) it fluctuates from day to day. So, Clay, are you taking (laughs) a pass on this one? No, I, I, I think I have an answer for this. So, my kids all believe that there is a favorite. And they believe that it's my oldest son because... In a way, what he's what he's chosen as his path is so culturally widely appreciated that he's in the military, that he's decided to do this thing in the Coast Guard. It's very exciting. It's very interesting to everybody. It's very interesting to the grandparents. It's very interesting. And so it is a big choice that is that 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 brings incredible pride to the family. And it is a it is a huge sacrifice. It's a big thing, you know, in our family. And so I think it's very easy for the other kids to go, oh, well, clearly Wilson's the favorite because he's off doing doing this big thing is a is a is a hard thing as a parent to kind of deal with because that's true. I am incredibly proud of his sacrifice. I'm incredibly proud of what he's doing for his country. At the same time. I think one of the proudest moments of our family was when my daughter came out to us and we said, how about that math test tomorrow? (laughs) Right. Because that was, (laughs) that was more important. Am I, I'm so proud of her and my youngest son, uh, who, who is the most honest person and, is just you know it's just beautifully pure in 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 the things that he pursues and the passions that he has. So no, no, <laughs> uh, I can't. It, although it's a it's a funny it's like a funny joke that's sometimes kind of half serious in our family that everybody thinks that there's a favorite. But you know, I think I can pretty honestly say every every day. <laughs> You know, one of these kids does something that, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of that they're the favorite that day. Well, I'm sorry, guys. You, you realize these are rapid fire questions. The correct answer is Captain Kid. <laughs> That's on. it. Captain There's, Kid. Our rap, my rapid fire question is like 10 minutes long. All right. Yeah, so, you, so, you need much more much an- questions with much shorter answers. Well, it's not the questions problem. Anyway, so so okay, so so find way find a way to, Nick, to spend, we just got smoked by the way. We just got smoked. Spend five figure out a way to spend 5 minutes answering sandals, socks or not. 
No, never. They're sandals. No socks. Guys, I have sweaty feet. <laughs> so, by the way, this question comes from Ray. This is another Ray question. And John Crosby, uh, a guy I know in Indiana, says, only when out with the kids. <laughs> I think that's the perfect answer. That, that's, that's, that's fair enough, but I, I couldn't handle it. I I would I I couldn't look at myself. I couldn't. I, I think it depends on the. I I also think it depends on on the sandals. I would not be able to wear sandals with socks if there's something between the toes. Oh no! Of course not. Right. That, those are those aren't sandals. Those are flip flops. Uh some sandals have. Uh, no. Okay. Then then those are messed. You shouldn't be wearing those anyway. <laughs> Man, fashion <laughs> those are girl shoes. Well, as long as we're on there, uh, this this person I I seem to know named Deborah. Uh, she asks cargo shorts yes or no i don't i don't understand this no i can't believe she asked that question i am i'm borderline offended that she'd even asked that question cargo shorts forever ever ever uh i I would say only i've gone to cargo pants and i'll say this because i i feel like once you get over 50 People don't need to see your knees. It's just not <laughs> dignified, you know? And so I've gone to largely, I've gone to a complete uniform. I'm happy to talk about this with you youngsters sometime. But <laughs> involves, I have a certain brand of t-shirt. I have a certain brand of pant that is somewhat of a cargo pant. I have a certain brand of underpants. I'm not going to talk about that right now. I have a certain brand of socks and I have a certain brand of shoes. And this uniform is basically what I wear every single day. It is a result of 40 years of buying clothes for myself. I have, I have reached what I believe to be the most efficient and ultimate expression of comfort and effectiveness. You want to know? I'll tell you. But <laughs> cargo pants? Yes. Cargo shorts, no one needs to see my knees. Well, I still wear cargo shorts because I do still skate and wearing knee pads over pants sucks. So, yeah. Well, I definitely I do cargo shorts. And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm leading a, a group in the parade, uh, not this one coming up, but the one in the fall for, for uh, Halloween. And it will be the garage guys of gross eel and we're going to carry leaf blowers and clean up after everybody in the parade, just like dads do. And the uniform is cargo shorts and new balance and new balance, <laughs> new balance shoes. Yep. Maybe, maybe <laughs> or Brooks. I I've been wearing Brooks lately, but I haven't, I haven't worn a um, new balance, but I will say at my dad's 70th birthday party at a restaurant, two, three years ago, I had finally gotten a pair of rock ports and they're, they're a little more expensive shoes. And my ex father-in-law had always worn rock ports. He's like, Oh man, you need to get rock ports. You, you know? And he was telling me this when I was in college, rock ports are super comfortable and they're durable and all this. So here I am, you know, 20 years later and I get a pair of rock ports. I'm like, damn, these are nice. So I go to my father's 70th birthday party. And I walk in and his younger brother, who's a year younger than him, says, hey, nice shoes. And I look down and the 69 year old motherfucker is wearing the same exact same shoe. And I was like, oh, man. But Rockports, I like Rockports, but I, I have I have lots of shoes. I have uh, Nike. Uh, guys, 
I if, haven't eaten. If anybody's listening, I can solve this problem. I can solve your issues of what you need to wear every day for the rest of your life. Comfort. Here it goes. Sacks, underwear, cool pants, all birds t-shirts, all birds shoes. Wow. You're done. You're done. You're comfortable. You're sustainable. You're breathable. And you're done. Five of each of those. And you empty your drawers. You're finished. Guys, I've been I've been struggling to get to this level of knowledge my whole life. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's all you need. Go buy that shit. Wear it every day and just stop. All right. Well, well. So we'll we'll end our not so rapid fire <laughs> segment with uh, with one more from Jennifer. I'm terrible at this. So <laughs> stop for directions or keep on driving. That depends. If I'm with the entire family. I'm asking directions because children in the car needs to be as short as time as possible. Keep driving. People are crazy. If I'm, if I'm by myself, I'm going to keep driving. Well, I'll tell you 21st century tech dad. The answer is research the hell out of the place using Google maps and ways and all the different things so that you have absolutely minute details of every <laughs> single blade of grass around the place you're going so that you recognize it from any direction. If you come up from it from underground because you've, you've suddenly become a mole person, you know exactly where you are <laughs> and you can get there. They're finding out that, that sharks can locate themselves by, magnet, by magnetic fields. That's, that's what dads are about. You know, I, I will say that, yeah, I, I, used, I, I used to be the dad, like the Geico commercial. If you printed off directions to get here, <laughs> you're in the right place. <laughs> that was totally me. I, I would do that every time. Do you guys remember old school trip ticks from AAA? You order those and you get the little flip map. That yeah, and says, heaven okay, forbid you, you didn't connect. stop at the hotel they wanted you to stop at. Oh, my gosh. So I, I used to do all of that stuff. But I'm just saying, in general, those questions, if everybody's with me and I really don't know what I'm doing, where I'm going, and I don't have a phone available to do Google Maps or Waze or any of those, I'm asking. I'm, I am not putting up with the entire family in the car while I'm freaking out, not knowing where I'm going. I'm getting that information as quickly as possible. And if that means stopping and asking directions, I'm stopping and asking directions. If I'm by myself, I'll find it. And that has been Really Slow Answers <laughs> with Dad Labs. <laughs> All right, so, so finish off this episode summer plans i think i think clay's going to be spending a lot of time with his butt doctor <laughs> no man he's busy he's busy he's got <laughs> so many buttholes that he is he's, i mean that guy's hitting 10 15 buttholes a day guys he doesn't have time to hang out with oh, me man. he's got a factory and they bring those buttholes in and he's scoping them up no he i'm not hanging out with him although he's a totally happy great guy that's not my summer <laughs> and apparently a sponsor oh my god you know if you guys want if you want information about my guy he's awesome he doesn't have time right for you right that's now. right no, no that's right but no um, i'm not i'm not hanging out with him i'm he i have done my my business with him and and uh, i've got no regrets i've got all the receipts um my <laughs> 
my thing this summer is I've got a kid that's, you know, about to be a senior in high school who has aspirations to play uh, sports at the college level. And there is a whole madness that's involved in that. So starting the middle of June until the first week in August, I am, you know, up and down the East Coast with him going to showcases and tournaments and going to colleges and trying to find just the perfect, perfect spot for him to play uh, Division Three college lacrosse. And I couldn't be happier about it. I'm nerding out. I'm making plans. It's like you were talking about the triptychs. Dude, I am all about like <laughs> making the hotel reservations and, you know, Middletown, Connecticut and Richmond, Virginia. And I, I can't I can't wait for it because, you know, ultimately what the kid doesn't know is that this is the last time that I get to spend a huge amount of time with him. And, you know, he doesn't know it. So what he thinks we're doing is doing this really important work to get him into college lacrosse. But what really I'm doing is, is spending days and days on the road with my youngest son just before he becomes a senior in, in high school and graduates. And I can't wait. And I'm just planning all, you know, every moment and all of it and can't wait. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that would think that's a crazy way to spend your summer, but I, I can't wait because I get to be with him and he's an awesome guy. When it sounds like this was a perfect summer for that, it sounds like your career is at just the right spot where you can take some time to be on the road for this. I negotiated with my employer. I said, look, I'm going to stay on with the company for a little while longer, but you need to understand that I have to do this thing this summer. And my employer, you know, they're, they're great. It's a, you know, big European multinational that really values time off. And, you know, they're not uptight about vacation. And they said, great, you take the time that you need to take. And I am incredibly grateful for that opportunity. They're, they're a good bunch of people. And so, yeah, so that, so it is, a, it is, it is absolutely a, a huge privilege to be able to get to take uh, the time to go do it. And he's already experienced the in the car <laughs> phone calls about one word on a label. So he, he's, he'd be like, oh, God. So he, he, get him some good earphones for those trips. Yeah, I'm worried that if he hears any more about what corporate America is like, <laughs> uh, you know, over the course of the summer, he's, it, it could really divert him into some interesting professional avenues. <laughs> well, we don't have any major plans this summer for me personally is getting laser creations by Nick trimmer off and running at to a level that it allows me to stay home and not have a day job that for that to be my day job. So I'm, I, that's my focus and stay on that so that the kids don't have to go to camps. We'll probably try to still send them to a couple of camps just so they get some interaction with other children <laughs> during the summer. But this summer is, is staying at home, plugging away at this thing. And next summer we, we want to go to Disney. I want to build a mini ramp. Alice needs a new car. So nothing, nothing major for us really this year. It's going to be kind of a all Louisville all the time. What about you, Ben? What do you got going on? This you know, I, I got the phone call the other day and I'm 
back to the village two days a week now. So Greenfield Village. I've been at the Webster home uh, from New Haven, Connecticut. Moved moved to Dearborn in nineteen in in the mid nineteen thirties, where no Webster finished the you know just the dictionary. On Mondays, I'm going to be um, in the last surviving courthouse that Abraham Lincoln practiced law in as a circuit lawyer back in the in the uh, 1840s. So and and 1850s. So I'm pretty excited that I get to do that. the The museum's coming back. We're changing the way the place operates. This place has been there for 91 years, and for it to change how it runs itself is amazing. Mm. Um, that doesn't happen easily. Mm-hmm. You know, people people in that business and and the guests, the the members members of our of the museum are very resistant to change in general. That's sort of what history lends itself to. And so, the operational changes that we're making to to come back from the pandemic, I think, are very exciting for everybody. So, I'm excited about that. I'm excited that we're going to do a fireworks program uh, where people can stroll. And normally, it's a big concert with the the Detroit Symphony. It's going to still be with the Detroit Symphony, but people are going to be the the musicians are going to be spread out, and they're going to be vignettes, and it's going to be a really neat change of what we normally do. And so I'm excited about that. I'm excited to be part of that that program. The boys are getting signed up for rowing. They have three sessions of camp, and we're going to sign up for the first the first session, and that'll be two weeks, and then there's a week off, and then the next session starts. And then a week off, and then the next session starts. So it's possible that we will do six weeks of rowing over the summer, starting almost right as soon as school's out. And that's exciting. I think the the kids will. I think I think it'll be a good a good outlet for them. Exciting. So that you know, my wife was a she was a college rower. She rowed for Holy Cross. Wow. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens with that. I think it's real exciting. I think our our. Uh, Rowing team, the girls won their first na- uh, state championship for nice. uh, four um, for the whatever they call the four seat crew, and for a school our size, that's that's pretty important. And like like they said, this the theme of of crew this year for for our school has been that this would have been an easy year to give up that they were not able to train for most of the most of the winter. Um, normally, they they'd be able to go to the gym and and train. And they weren't able to do that. So for them to all come back and, and compete was a big deal. So it's it's looking good. The the pool, we were supposed to have guys here this week to finish it, and that didn't happen. But once we get that done, I think our perspective on life changes within our house. The puppy, we can finally get her into the water swimming, and uh, hopefully that'll burn off some of that puppy energy that mm-hmm. is driving us nuts right now. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be a great summer. I wouldn't have thought even three weeks ago that the pandemic would be so close to the end. I mean, I think we can see it at this point. Yeah. We're, I hope so. We're, I, uh, I, I feel like I'm almost at a point where me daily, I can kind of ignore it to the level of, yeah, if I go into a store, I'm still going to mask up. If I go out in public, I'm still going to mask up. But my fear of it directly affecting my household has dropped dramatically now that the kids aren't going to school at all the boy is half vaccinated and we are fully vaccinated and from what i understand we're probably week just weeks away from the younger kids being able to get vaccinated too so i do i do 
I do have play think coming up for this summer. You do. Summer thing. So, and that's going to be a block. It, I think it, a good escape. It's really interesting to me. I think that what I feel like we were all thinking a month ago or six weeks ago or two months ago was that this is going to be over. And then what's going to happen is this like roaring twenties where we're all like exploding, like out of a shotgun into the world in a way that's going to be just a constant celebration of, you know, normal things that we used to take for granted. And I think, you know, what's, what's been interesting to me is we get closer and closer to this moment where we really are able to resume is a bit of cautiousness or a moment of reflection where a lot of people are saying, wow, we made it to the end of this and they're taking a breath and they're, and they're trying to kind of um, sum up the costs. And there's kind of an interesting, I don't know, reflectiveness in the air right now. And you know, I think a lot of people that are young people that have been through this are, you know, making choices and they're like, you know what, I'm not sure I want to work the corporate job or I'm not sure I want to. I think a lot of people are doing a lot of, interestingly, (laughs) before we launch out of the canon into the roaring 20s, I feel like there's a lot of reflection going on right now about what were the costs and what did we learn and what do we want to carry forward and what are we mourning about our lives in the last year and a half that's going on just right now. And what we don't want back, you know, some of us got comfortable being at home. Some of us became feral. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. The next year is going to be interesting as things turn back to not normal because things have changed done. It's different now, but as things start to, function in this new world it's going to be it's going to be a blast to see what what the kids do with it because i'm i'm not doing we're we're old people we're setting our ways yep i i think uh you know if we talk about corporate stuff i think a lot of a lot of the older folks have have stepped out of places that uh, talking you know being in the auto industry there's there's a tendency among the auto industry for for people to wait to retire until there's a bonus until they, they increase the retirement benefits and all that. And then you see this big wave of people leave the auto industry. And, and you know, that sometimes that'll take people down into their lower fifties, you know, like 52, 53, and they'll take an early retirement, but people wait for that early retirement offer even when they should have retired already. And I think we've seen that across the world or at least across the United States, where people who didn't need to be working necessarily have stepped out of their job saying, enough of this. They've had a year off, and they don't want to go back. And so we're seeing a lot of that stuff. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of employment problems. Um, Clay, a friend of mine, had to close a restaurant down in your area, actually two. So his pizza place in Austin had to close just because... He couldn't staff it, and and he wasn't going to renew his lease anyway. So he, he mm. said, "Screw it. We'll we'll just close a couple months early because I don't want to hire staff 
at you know it wasn't he, he pays really really well you know it's a uh, so it's it's not it's not the pay thing it's that he doesn't want to hire staff give them these expectations that he's going to pay them for you know 30 40 dollars an hour and then close the shop on them all of a sudden but so he decided to, to close that down early and and probably won't be back in austin for a while because hiring is just so tough and it's tough everywhere i will learn to make pizza for 40 dollars an hour I, this guy is incredible. I don't know that you would be able to do that. But for 40 bucks an hour? I'll, I'll figure it shit out. Yeah. <laughs> for real. It's really good pizza. Yeah. I, I imagine. Yep. So. All right, guys. Good night, all. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. <laughs> we'll see you next week. See you next week. Thanks to the Nichols and Dawson families for sharing their dads with us. And also big thanks to all the gastroenterologists out there. Thank you for all the hard work you do. Ask Dad Labs is produced and edited by me, Ben Fote, and Fote Media Productions, LLC. Like, follow, subscribe, and share across the social media landscape wherever you find Dad Labs. Talk to you next time. <laughs>